right, welcome to the Bull Rush. This is episode 25, and I am Ty Miller. Tonight, I am joined by Dynasty Frank and Scott Fish. What it do, fellas? What it do, Scooby Doo? What it do, baby boo? <laughs> oh boy! Well, our guest tonight you started uh, just, this. Just oh, walked yeah. into a freaking nightmare. <laughs> He's been on the show before. This is DLF writer Nathan Powell. What's going on, dude? Yo, what's up, fellas? What's going on, Nathan? What it do, hey, Nathan Powell? Uh, I don't know what rhymes with do other than poo. <laughs> My takes poo. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight we are going to be going through uh, a little bit of the April rookie ADP. But before we get into that, we want to handle some business with Scott. Oh, yes. Uh, we got this listener league going on. And uh, basically how you get in it, into it is uh, rate and review us on iTunes and uh, send a screenshot to at scottfish24 or scottfish24 at gmail.com. We're doing this listener league with the Fantasy Football Comedy Hour. They are at FFComedyHR on Twitter. Rate and review them too. I'm get, we have like 20 people who have rated, rated and reviewed us, but I, I, I think they're getting tumbleweeds over there. I, they, they, they actually tweeted me that they're getting tumbleweeds as far as uh, rates and reviews. you gotta, you got to go give them some love too. It's a great show. It's uh, really awesome. I think this is going to be a, at least maybe a double league, maybe like 28 teams or something because we have a, a lot of interest. We're going to have prizes like a SFB spot, uh, DLF subs, um, FF Comedy Hour is going to write uh, a filthy, dirty slam poetry for you and your uh, significant other. Um, we're probably going to get um, a, a picture of Nathan Powell um, in his bathtub. Autographed. Yep. In his bathtub. It, he might autograph it. I don't know. Uh, there's there's going to be some fun prizes, so uh, try to get in. I cannot, yeah, confer- I cannot confirm or deny that I've already sent that photo to Ty. <laughs> oh yes, I can that confirm was it. Privately, though, Nathan, that was <laughs> on. This is like for the public consumption, and uh, we want to thank the twenty um, fans yes. that have yes, uh, that reviewed us. Seriously, uh, thank, you. thank you. Seriously, thank you. I, I barely had to pay them at all. I, I was surprised <laughs> at how cheap those reviews came. All right. Oh, well, go I got ahead, one Scott. more thing. I was just gonna say. 92 and a half more days until SFB starts. So uh, if you do want to play this year, it's got like a ridiculous amount of awesome people in it all over the industry. Sign up, scottfishbowl.com. Nice. All right, there you have it. Okay, so as I mentioned before, we're going to look at the... One the more April- thing, Ty. I'd like Scott, to plug... that's it. You're <laughs> off the show. Just, I'm dropping here. <laughs> and awkward pause. And let's go. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, the April ADP it's it's now up on DLF uh, for the rookies, and uh, we want to kind of go through that. And we're gonna basically do a four man draft here, and pick the what we perceive as the perfect landing spots for these specific players. And we also might mention a couple spots we really hope they don't land. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go first. Ezekiel Elliott is here. This one I'm pretty sure is what everybody's hoping happens, and yep. that would be go Kansas to number City. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> no. Run hand-in-hand with Jamal Charles. That would be great. No, no. Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I just, I just hope he goes to the Cowboys and not someplace where there's a starting running back ahead of him. And I don't think anywhere where he would get drafted, they're going to have that because they're going to have to spend too much capital on him to, to just bench him. So what do you guys think about Zeke there? I think Zeke going to Dallas would be almost hilarious because it would crush three fantasy values in one because Zeke won't come off the field. He's a great pass blocker. He's a good pass catcher. He he can do it all. And uh, I don't <laughs> – Alfred Morris, Mac, Dunbar, they aren't even best ball options at that point if Zeke goes there. They're, that's scary sad for all three of those. Uh, it, it really weakens the running back field. But, man, that would be a great, great fit. He'd be a, he'd be a top five running back. All right, I've got a, a hot take alert. Um, oh, the man. Da- the Dallas landing spot is extremely overrated for running backs as far as a landing spot. 
I don't get it. They have Alfred Morris. They have Darren McFadden. They have Lance Dunbar. And Tony Romo is older than all three of these other guys on the podcast that are old as dirt. So, <laughs> so Wow. What's the chance that the Dallas offense is led by, I don't know, just some random third-round quarterback next year? Like, the offense isn't going to be that good in a couple years, and so I just think it's extremely overrated as a landing spot, especially for Ezekiel Elliott if they have to draft him at, at four overall. The, the team isn't going to get going to get better with that pick. The offense will get better, you know, but I think that people are assuming too much with Romo and his health. First off, my face is melting from that hot yeah. take. I wish you guys could see the smoke coming off of his mic right now. It's crazy. Yeah, um, the I, amount of running backs that have put up very good fantasy finishes on crappy offenses is actually is actually pretty high. <laughs> you know, you, you see it all the time. So I'm not I'm not as worried as you are, but I understand the hot take, and I I do think it's been a little bit overrated. Everyone assumes it's going to be ridiculous, but I think Zeke can transcend. Uh, someone else can go ahead. Sorry. No, nah, it's cool. Um, I I kind of agree. I don't think Cowboys are going to draft Zeke at four. Um, I actually think Philadelphia is going to draft. Everyone's mocking Philly to uh, Zeke to Philly, but if Zeke was in in um in uh, Dallas, I, he's going to be re- he'll be the running back to everybody will jump all over it. That offensive line is so great. Oh my God, I can't believe it. They're just going to pound him in. Whatever. He will. He's gonna have a, a top three season if he's in if he's in wow. the house. So, absolutely, top Man. three. It will be it will be Le'Veon Bell because I'm not gonna. It's gonna be Le'Veon Bell. God damn it! It's gonna be Gurley and then it'll be Zeke. There's Over Jamal Charles. <laughs> no, Le'Veon Bell. Come on, get him out of there. Get him out of there. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to uh, the 102, Scott. Okay, so I got Laquan Treadwell. He's currently going the 102. And I am going to send him to... Oh, man. Part of me wants to send him to Tampa Bay just to annoy all the, the Kenny Bell owners. <laughs> Kenny <laughs> Bell? You mean Mike Evans owners. Right. <laughs> Part of me J- wants J- to send Jameis him to... stock would go through the roof. <laughs> yes. Part of me wants to send him to New Orleans, but Drew Brees is super old, so... Uh, part of me also wants to send him to the Giants to go alongside Odell there. Maybe Baltimore. You know what? I am going to send him to Tampa Bay. I'm going to... make any I, sense. I want to I see him in Tampa Bay. <laughs> I, I, want, I want that offense to be throw, scoring like Jameis Winston, 40 touchdowns. And this is more of a dream situation for all of their offensive players, not just Treadwell. I would like to see them stop that offense. I I think all their fantasy players would be awesome with that. <laughs> I love Nathan's. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I mean, it, it. honestly, people have had rumbles about possibly Corey Coleman going to Tampa because they have the two big the trees and, and Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans. And I, I have... Treadwell is my number one receiver, so if Tampa's going to draft a receiver in the first round, I'd want it to be Treadwell. But they're just too too weak on defense to go offense. But it would oh, no, be very. I'm not, I'm not. I don't. I think there's like a zero percent chance they draft him. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying I would love that. I don't know right. that it's even the dream situation for Treadwell. I'm saying it's my dream situation. <laughs> <laughs> I would want to see that offense. That would be crazy offense. Yeah, we're going with with the perfect situations here. So, if, if if you want perfect situation for Treadwell, I think for the next couple of years it's probably with Drew Brees in New Orleans. Right. Yeah. Well, we could say yeah. that with a lot of a lot of wide receivers. Yeah. Right. I mean, the perfect situation is New Orleans. Speaking of, uh, you know, Frank, you got the one hundred three here. Yeah, and I got the perfect. Uh, I got the number one pick in the draft, basically, because I got Josh Doxson. <laughs> Who's the best? The best. And we the all know where he's going. Rookie Kansas in City. this class. And he's going to the Baltimore Ravens. All with right. the elite, with like the elite it. Joe Flacco throwing the rock. Elite. Come on. You you can't picture Josh Doxson in Baltimore just wreaking havoc. Just Flacco with his cannon just throwing it up and, and Doxson going to get it and scoring. 
what, maybe like 54 touchdowns next year? Something like Mike that. Wallace. Not really, because <laughs> they have Kamar Aiken. They have Steve Smith coming back. Mike Steve Wallace. Smith, not, old. He's my grandfather. The, they have the goat, <laughs> Rashad Perryman. Right. Imagine, that's what I'm saying, Doxson and Perryman on one side right. uh, uh, across from each other. Come on. They, they still have Jeremy Butler, right? Oh, yeah. Do they? <laughs> Campanero. Yeah. Was he on the Giants for like a cup of coffee? I'm pretty sure you, Jeremy Butler was on the Giants. Um, I think Nathan had a stroke. <laughs> He's just shaking his head in disgust. What do you, what do you have He's to just, say here, Nathan? He's just like, old people disgust I, I, me. I don't know. I, I, I blacked out when you guys were talking about Baltimore receivers. <laughs> it's, it's ugly. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I do like the landing spot with Doxon in Baltimore. I think that he could be a very very nice uh, one-two combination with him and Perriman. I think they're they're pretty much equal level as prospects, so I think that, you know, it would be a so- solid offense with Flacco throwing the ball, and Doxon would make a nice immediate impact in Baltimore. I'm not sure if that was a compliment to Perriman or a shot at Doxon. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> if, it was, if, if I had my wish, it would be to the Giants at 10. I would love, as the homer that I am, I would love the Giants to draft Josh Doxon. Imagine Odell Beckham Jr. on one side and Josh Doxon on the other. Well, that's the same why I said that with Treadwell, too. I mean, if they if they get any really nice receiver to go alongside Odell, that, that would just be just awesome. Crazy. Yeah, crazy yeah. awesome. Nathan, you got the 104. So um, you guys just said it about three and a half seconds ago. So uh, I'm going to put on the other side of Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Corey Coleman. Nice. So, so you got two short guys running fast down the field, scoring touchdowns. Eli Manning, he's going towards the end of his career, but the Giants know they got to give him a weapon in order for them to compete and get in the playoffs. I'm not sure if they actually think that's a possibility, but – Anyways, I think that offense can be really good uh, with Coleman and OBJ and whatever else they got in the offense. Um, maybe they should invest in running back. We might get into that later in the draft. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's what I got. Coleman going 104 uh, and to the Giants at 110. I knew I liked you for a reason, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I mean, Coleman isn't my best. Listen, everybody loves this guy, and he is – an athletic freak, and I do love him too. Uh, I like him, not as much as everybody else does. But uh, him against Odell Beckham Jr., him on the opposite side of Odell Beckham Jr. would just be sick. Yeah, I was actually uh, kind of looking at the at the 105 and who I was, was thinking about the Giants. But we're going to hold off. little teaser there. We got old Mike Margosian coming back here for a Margosian minute. He's going to give you a little best ball MFL 10 tip. And uh, here he's on a crazy location. He is officially our best ball correspondent. Thanks, fellas. Mike here, down on the farm, fighting with these freaking sheep to bring you the Bargosian Minute. This tip is more of a fun thing you can do on any My Fantasy League team. It's really easy to have your team name displayed in color. You can get the code easily by just Googling HTML font color then just adjusting the six characters after the hashtag, which you can look up, countless uh, colors there, and adding in your team name over the text. Have fun. Don't be obnoxious with the colors. And as always, you can find me at MikeMarFF on Twitter. Now back to the Bull Rush guys in the big city. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, Mike. Mike. I mean, just just a word of the wise. If you're gonna sleep with two different sheep in the same flock, they're gonna find out. They're gonna fight. <laughs> you, you, that's what's gonna happen. So uh, Mike, Mike hanging out with ISIS or something? What's going on? Oh my what's lord! Happening? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's staying. Staying. Uh, I'm totally comfortable with that comment. Well, thank you, Mike, for taking the time to send us a best ball tip. And, um, yeah, be sure to check him out on Twitter. Okay. I like how he said, don't be annoying with it. You know everybody's going to be annoyed with it now. <laughs> <laughs> Making their name white so you, or whatever the color of the background is so you can't see the team name. So as I teased it before, the 105 is Leonte Crew. Now... Ideally, I had him going to the Giants. Just he's nice and close there, big he physical. Well, he's not really big. I mean, he's a good size receiver, physical yeah. guy. 
opposite side of OBJ would have been Monty, but Nathan, go ahead and screw that up. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and send him to New Orleans. I, I think nice. that I think he could excel down there, especially opposite of Brandon Cooks. So, uh, what do you guys feel about that? How do you feel about Carew in New Orleans? Well, we just we just spoke about it not so long ago that anybody any wide receiver in New Orleans, I mean Brandon Coleman, which I liked, he's gotten some hype or a little bit of, of traction lately because of New Orleans. Yeah, I like any wide receiver in New Orleans, especially Leonte Carew, who's my number three wide receiver. I, I love the kid. Well, okay, let me just jump in here real quick. If he goes to New Orleans, do you think he has a chance to break into, say, the top three or four? Uh, wide receivers of New well, Orleans? As far as three or four? No, no, I'm sorry, in ADP. You know, like to, to jump ahead of maybe Doxon or uh, Coleman. No. Not Dachshund. I, I don't think so, but it depends no. on the landing spots of everyone, really, sure. I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, you know, I was going to say, I, I think that the uh, the Zeke going one, regardless of where they go in the draft, and then the two, three, four of Dachshund, Coleman, Treadwell, those three will go in some order. And I think Carew is starting to uh, cement his place at, the, at that sixth slot, but I'm not sure, unless he somehow goes ahead of one of those three receivers in the NFL draft, I don't think that he can work his way past any of those three. Okay. All right. right. There, just, uh, I mean, this is for later, but um, just you're talking about a player going early in the draft, maybe moving up. There's been talk, I believe Matt Miller tweeted about it, that uh, Fuller, there, there's people thinking Fuller might go in the first. People in the NFL, NFL uh, GMs and stuff, whatever. Um do you think that can push him way up there? If he gets drafted in the first to a team in a good spot, do you think he can crack the top five or six? Yeah, I think that uh, six, six through 12 is pretty wide open. So I, I think that, um, or I guess seven through 12 is more wide open for uh, as far as ADP-wise based on landing spots. I think m most of the top five, six is pretty much what we're going to expect, and then landing spots will have a large influence on the second half of the first round, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel like a good amount of this first round landing spots are going to be very big. Okay, just a quick recap. At the 101, we have Zeke. 102, Treadwell. 103, Doxon. 104, Corey Coleman. 105, Leonte Carew. Scott, 106. 106. Well, in uh, Dynasty ADP, this is, uh, this is Derrick Henry. Uh, you might have heard of him. He's a uh, Heisman winning back out of Alabama. And I am going to put him in a place that I'm really excited to put him because I own Derrick Henry in a few Devi leagues. I'm going to put him in Oakland. I know that. Ooh. I know that. Uh, I know that they have Latavius Murray. I know that there are Latavius Murray truthers. I actually really liked Latavius Murray uh, coming out, mostly because I watched him take over my boy Storm Johnson, <laughs> uh, but uh, in college, but. Uh, I want to see him behind that line, which was be before free agency graded a top like a top PFF top five run or uh, run blocking offensive line. Now yeah, wasn't it wasn't it like the first or something? Was it first? I, 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 yeah, yeah. I was looking. I was looking at the scores. I think every single person on that line has a seventy nine grade or higher. Wow. Um, <clears throat> that that big awesome offensive line, Latavius Murray, he can be a pass catching back, and Henry can just get ahead of steam and bulldoze right through that line's blocks for him. Oof, I kind of like that. I kind of like where that. I love where that offense is going. So, uh, give me Henry in Oakland. <clears throat> I, I like that. I can I can get on board with that. I like Henry. I'm not. Listen, I mean, a lot of people have bashed Henry. I mean, I I I think I was one of them actually, but now it's gotten to a. a a level like all right, let's just relax now. I mean, this guy is still is still a beast. He might not be the the second best. I know he's getting drafted like he's a he's a running back too. I think I have him th third running back three. So I mean, the guy's still a beast. And in Oakland, behind that line, I agree with you. Uh, you're a defense trying to f if Henry's in that backfield, you're a defense trying to game plan against Oakland. Uh, you 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 you're done. Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree. I know Ty loves Michael Crabtree. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and Henry in the back in the backfield, you you're done. Yeah, no. When I was talking about um, the Dallas spot being overrated, I almost mentioned that if I had the 101 in this draft, I would have gone Zeke to Oakland because I think that's much more of a young budding offense, and I think that it's a better situation for a running back. 
So if, if uh, Derrick Henry ends up in Oakland, I'll absolutely love him, love him, and I'll have a hard time passing on him for a guy like Coleman or Doxson uh, in the top four if that was the case. I don't know um, why you keep bashing my boy Doxson, bro. I don't he's understand. old. How many times do I have to tell you? He's old. <laughs> he's old. He's no, no, with Oakland, okay, so Scott, you just put Henry in Oakland. Uh, Nathan, you said you would have put Zeke in Oakland. You guys just aren't sold on Latavius, huh? Because it seems like Jack Del Rio came out recently and seemed okay with Latavius Murray as their lead back, or does that just coach speak? See, I thought I heard the opposite, that he was kind of like, they were like, oh, is, is Latavius a guy that can give you 20 carries? And he was like, uh, nah, not really. And then... You know, they have all these mock drafts sending Zeke to Oakland or Henry to Oakland and that type of thing. Yeah, right. I, I've kind of been hearing the, the opposite as well, but maybe there was one there was a, maybe there was a quote I missed, but yeah, I it seems like they don't want him to be the lead back. They don't think he can uh carry the load, but uh I I personally think that uh that they're probably gonna try to get a running back in there. What on, about Marcel uh, Reese though? I don't I mean you guys are dis discrediting Marcel Reese here. <laughs> He's still in the league. I have no uh, idea. <laughs> no All right. So, so on March 30th, Jack Del Rio. This was reported by uh, looks like Comcast Sportsnet. He said, "With Latavius Murray, the Raiders don't have a glaring need at running back." And then six days ago, he said Latavius Murray is just scratching the surface. Hmm. So, so I guess he changed his mind. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is it just coach speaking up to the draft? Yeah, you yeah. can't take what coaches say now. Everybody's yeah. a great. Everybody's gonna be a Pro Bowler. Everybody needs to work hard. Everybody's gonna and put in the time and fill unless you're unless you're Jay Ajayi when and I, all your coaches are just trying to replace you. I know <laughs> it's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe they just hate running backs. They didn't want to give Lamar Miller the full load either. Maybe maybe the Dolphins up top, like up up top. You know, I know they've changed coaching staffs, but maybe like they just don't want to have a solid running J-Lo, back. J Lo hates running backs. <laughs> Doesn't like running backs. <laughs> no, I don't want running backs, and they just get rid of them. Jimmy Buffett was in charge of the Tannehill extension, obviously. <laughs> Which part does Gloria Stefan run? Mark Anthony loves Tannehill. Don't you dare say that. Oh, man. All right, so Derrick Henry to Oakland. Frank, you got the 107. What are you thinking? Now, is this the bad Michael Thomas or is this the good Michael Thomas? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> um, so this is the Ohio State Michael Thomas, right? Right. Yeah, so bad Michael Thomas. So it's the bad Michael <laughs> Thomas. Bad Michael. Okay. So to maximize his uh, talents and capabilities, I'm going to say Atlanta Falcons. I hope the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, you son of a bitch. Sterling Shepard would be great with the Atlanta Falcons, but But you bad. screwed it up, Frank. So I know. I screwed it up for you. Yeah, so my, Michael Thomas across from um, Julio Jones again. I mean, the same reason why I love or I like Mohamed Sanu is because of that single coverage he's going to see every single game. Uh, he's just going to get a ton of uh, looks. It, Julio Jones is going to get all the defensive coverage his way. And um, if Michael Thomas does go to Atlanta, I think he can excel. Anybody, uh, uh, again, another perfect position for a wide receiver to go to the opposite side of a, of a fantasy stud, of an NFL stud, and... Um, yeah, I think Michael Thomas could do could excel there. So you're saying I should sell Mohamed Sanu right now? If if Michael Thomas, hey hey, you watch hey. your mouth. <laughs> Damn it, Nathan. <laughs> we were boys with Coleman going to the Giants. Then we're so so with Doxson. You keep bashing my boy Doxson, and now you got this horrible Mike Thomas take. God, I stand with Nathan. Take. <laughs> hashtag I stand with Nathan. I was going to say is that a new hashtag <laughs> alright so Nathan 108 alright so 108 in ADP is Sterling so, Shepard uh, just send him to Atlanta too have him beat out, <laughs> beat out Thomas he won't <laughs> yeah um, so Sterling Shepard it goes 108 in ADP and he's one of the best possession receiver slot guys in the draft and I think he's, you know, one of the better number two guys that you can stick in to an NFL lineup from this draft. So after bashing Dallas as a landing spot, I am going to put Sterling Shepard uh, as a Dallas Cowboy um, in the second round of the NFL draft. 
um, because Ter- Terrence Williams is very bad at football, and being op- opposite <laughs> opposite of Dez, uh, Shepard will get you know one on one coverage, and while Romo is still good, he'll be throwing plenty of uh, nice first downs to Mr. Shepard. Well, I mean, for the six weeks that he's good and on injured this year, anyway. Ooh. You mean Carson Wentz is going to throw him first up? <laughs> They're <laughs> not sorry. taking Carson Wentz. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Jared Goff. You're right. They're, they're going right. to take Christian Has- Hackenberg in the third or something, <laughs> the fourth. All right. I like that, I like that spot, Aiden. Yeah. I, I totally dig that spot, especially across from Dez. Again, you know, it's the perfect position across from a stud wide receiver, a rookie. You know, defenses uh, are not going to game plan for you. So early on or throughout the season, you're going to get a bunch of targets or a bunch of open looks. You're going to get a chance to uh, to excel. And uh, Sterling Shepard, he's supposed to be the, the best route runner, right, if I'm not mistaken? A couple of people, a couple of analysts have said he's the best route runner in the class. Yeah. So. Ty, I think you're up next with uh, number nine. Yeah, I got the 109, and as far as the ADP goes in April, uh, it is Kenneth Dixon, okay, running back. I think he's uh, the third running back so far, right? Yes. Got, uh, yeah, Zeke, Henry, and then Dixon. Uh, I am going to send Kenneth Dixon to the New England Patriots. Hmm. And I uh, wanted to give some props to Player Profiler. They got the oh. College Dominator rating on there. He's 90th percentile. Breakout age at 18 and a half was 96th percentile and they have his best comparable as Jay Ajayi which I'm pretty sure we all either like or love. I guess the main thing with him is he is a, a pretty good size back 5'10", 215 but he also is really good in the receiving game and I think that is very important if you're going to go to New England and I know they have Deion Lewis coming back from injury Donald Brown's there which you know like you guys mentioned goat. before. Yeah. Donald Goat so uh, I'm, I'm going to throw Kenneth Dixon in there just to really mess up that backfield. Yeah, that totally ruins my Deion Lewis shares. Um, I hate that. I hate that yeah. draft pick. Thanks, I can't stand that, that, that landing spot. But uh, I, I think it would be great for Kenneth Dixon. I actually like them in, in – I would like to see him in, like, Philadelphia if they, if they don't get Zeke. Kenneth Dixon in Philly would be, um, would be awesome. Imagine that. Oh, but in New England, they would um, they can get the best out of him. Unless he fumbles or Bill Belichick <laughs> right. gets, a, gets a wild hair up as asked to start someone else. Right. But no, I I do I do think that man that would be a good spot for him. I and I I think he even even though he does uh, catch the ball well, I think uh, I think Deion Lewis could still carve out a role, um, a much more elusive in space. Uh, Special. I, I think that would be. Uh, I think that would uh, be good. I'm. I'm always scared of the stupid Patriots. They they just know how to utilize players and ruin fantasy dreams. Dreams exactly. <laughs> especially the backfield. Especially the running backs. You can never no. pinpoint. And if Kenneth Dixon ever ends up in New England, then forget about it. I'm never gonna draft. I'm not <laughs> drafting. I'm not drafting a New England Patriot running back. That's it. Nathan, how do you feel about that pick? Well, I don't. I don't. I know that we weren't necessarily looking into like the likeliness of it happening, but I don't think that Dixon will drop to the late second round. I think he's more of a early to mid second. I think along with Henry. So, um, but other other than that, I, I think it's a nice landing spot, and uh, it makes me sad about the Dion Lewis shares I've been buying for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Dude. How cheap have you been getting Dion Lewis? I mentioned on a previous show that. I saw him go for two seconds, and in one of my leagues, I made a shot for it. And, and on the show, I said that I traded two seconds for Deion Lewis. I actually traded the 211 and the 301 to get Deion Lewis. Wow. Okay, so I didn't get him that cheap. My, my, two, my two Deion Lewis deals were – or two Deion Lewis acquisitions were – one was in the KS4 startup. I got him for like 21 out of 400, so, you know, a decent price. And then my, my, my trade I made was what? Oh, I said 4% of your budget, right? Yeah, that's, yeah I, I don't know. I'm not good at math. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no. And then the trade I made was in a .5 PPR best ball, I traded Freeman in a third for uh, Dion Lewis, John Brown in a second. Hmm. That's that's probably fair, right? I mean, that's, I, mean I know Devontae yeah, Freeman's that's... stock has really risen. 
but yeah. But John Brown's good, and Deion Lewis is good, so that's why. Yeah, but John Brown's old, bro. John Brown's old. Nathan. <laughs> He's like what, twenty-five now? That is a good. That is a good point, Frank. I didn't. I didn't take that into account. So, uh, Scott, you have the one ten, but I think you're gonna pull an audible here. Yeah, I'm gonna pull an audible because I know that Nathan loves Tyler Boyd. The one ten right now in ADP is Tyler Boyd. But I, I'm I'm making a I'm making a trade with Nathan Powell, and uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take the guy who's currently going 112 in ADP, uh, CJ Proceis, uh, and I'm oh, man I debated this because I think he'd be really really nice in Baltimore with uh, Tressman. I think that'd be a really good mm. spot. Yeah, and I also kind of like him in Indy. Um, Ooh, that would be nice with Frank Gore. You know, even though I know Frank Gore was what RB thirteen or something last year, just mainly because he stayed healthy. Honestly, um, yeah, but, but he usually does. <laughs> young, young, upcoming offense. Uh, they could, they could use a a guy to come in and start. Um, you know, what? I'm gonna go with Andy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put CJ in Andy. I, th- I think that's just a really good fantasy landing spot. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, me too. How do you think a pass catching running back would affect the value of the of the pass catching wide receivers and tight ends like Moncrief and, and Dorsett? Obviously Hilton's locked in as their one, but do do you think that the targets go down for uh, Dorsett or Moncrief because of an acquisition of a pass catching running back? Oh, I I I think that it's possible that that they <laughs> they they up their attempts, um, but. Uh, I, sp- I suppose it's it's hard to tell because Fleener and Allen they're both injured enough that it's not like they lost a ton of targets there uh, losing Fleener. Um, ah, yeah, I I Frank Frank Gore is a pretty good pass catching running back too, but he didn't get a lot of targets. Uh, I I just think it would be a pretty good spot. Um, I think maybe maybe uh, Dor Dorset still stays back a little keeps on uh, keeps on returns and and plays more more of a specialized role maybe Moncrief I think is a stud uh, Hilton yeah ties <laughs> 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 uh, uh, sitting radio, there just nodding and agreeing this year I just think that there's that that offense is gonna roll I, I, I think that there's gonna be plenty of fantasy points for everyone really. Yeah, no, I I agree, but obviously it it was an offense with a lot of mouths to feed and just adding another pass catching guy. But they did lose Fleener, so I guess you could kind of give Fleener's targets to Procise, and you know we'll see how he develops. Obviously, in year one, he's not going they're not going to give him like 80, 90 targets. We give him like 40 to 50, and, and see what he can do with it. Yeah, but Nathan, he's a running back, bro. <laughs> he's gonna get he's gonna get carries too. <laughs> I was yeah, trying no. to. I was trying to think. I wonder how many how many of Fleener's targets came when Dwayne Allen was actually playing. Uh, well, Dwayne, well. Dwayne, Dwayne Allen has played like three snaps in his NFL career, so he's right. right. I think Nathan's <laughs> factually right there. <laughs> okay, so so then maybe maybe uh, maybe if if Dwayne Allen, we just assume an injury, <laughs> that that'll help process. Yeah, it looks like using the Rotoviz game splits. App- Kobe Fleener played 36 games with Dwayne Allen, and he had uh, about two receptions and uh, 24 yards per game. It uh, you know, came out to about six PPR points per game. He had 23 games without Dwayne Allen, and that looks like his PPR points doubled up to 12 points. Yeah, he had four catches, 54 yards on average in those games without Dwayne Allen. Okay, so you you take Fleener's couple grabs and maybe give them to CJ, and then Frank Gore. What did he have? Uh, let me look it up. Thirty-four receptions last year. So give those to CJ. That's you know thirty-six. Maybe you know alter that a little. Maybe maybe CJ gets you know fifty. Maybe he gets fifty. That's I, I think he could be a pretty solid back in India. I just like that spot. No, yeah, I, I, like it too. I wasn't trying to trash precise. Oh, oh I, no, I know I know you weren't. I you, I know you were just making the point that there are a lot of mouths to feed. And I was trying to throw a wet blanket on Moncrief, so but I know you were. You failed. <laughs> you failed. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to Franco. You have the one eleven. Yes, and that is Will Fuller. So 
I have three teams here, and I can't decide which one because they're all uh, well. At least two of them are, are really good, and one of them is pretty decent. So I have between New England, Cincinnati, and Houston. I can't decide which the, which one of them. If any one of them draft Will Fuller, then um, I think he could be he could be a great a great addition to any one of those teams. I kind of want to like ruin some people's hopes and like put them like on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or oh, Minnesota Vikings. Oh, please, no. No, uh, Doxson is almost a lock to be a Viking at this point. Uh, why would you if do he, this to me? If, if he lasts, he's almost a lock. Did you see that video of Mike Zimmer playing press coverage on him? No. We, we've had him in for like a couple visits now. And, it's over. And Mike, Mike said, yeah. yeah, like I said, everything up here I hear, just like uh, Trey Waynes, everything I hear up here is Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson. Oh, man. But we're at 22, so there are a lot of teams ahead of us. Yeah, no, but he's going to go. I mean, There's I've actually 21 him. teams ahead of you, Scott. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> bad. I hear you were, you were saying you were good at math. <laughs> well, I, I saw Daniel Jeremiah tweet out that from what he's been hearing, uh, Will Fuller could, well, could be the first wide receiver drafted this year. So, That's crazy. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah Matt, I think I said it earlier in the episode, Matt Miller tweeted something similar that he was hearing Will Fuller would, would could be going in the first. Um, in the first? But the first wide receiver drafted. First wide receiver. I mean, that's, what is that, San Francisco? Mm. Oh, I can't. I can't see. No, it no. Titans one one. Uh, no, but they're not going. They got DG man. <laughs> they got DG goat. They're not going. They're not yep. going wide receiver. That's a lot of G's. That's a lot of G's. <laughs> All right, so we're going on to Nathan. You have one twelve. Well, actually, I tr- I traded one twelve and my future firstborn for one ten just so I can make this pick. <laughs> <laughs> and with the 110, uh, I select Tyler Boyd, and the destination he'll be going to, some would consider this a death sentence, and I'd kind of like it because people would not draft him and I'd get more of him. I'm sending him to Cleveland. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. So, mm-hmm. so here we go. Josh Explain Boyd. yourself, young man. Explain yourself. He belongs in Cleveland because he's trash. No. Oh, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right, so, so, so here's the rationale with Cleveland. Does um, Nathan live in Cleveland? Is that... No, he loves Florida. Tyler Boyd. He okay, loves well... Tyler Boyd. All right, so during Super Bowl week, Roger Goodell said he'd have an, an, an uh, a decision on Josh Gordon within a week. The, jo- the Super Bowl right. was not a week. The Super Bowl was not a week ago. In case you weren't wondering, are you sure? <laughs> so my my faith that Josh Gordon is playing in a Browns uniform this season is dwindling by the day. And so Tyler Boyd would step in as the number one wide receiver in Cleveland immediately. And you got to guess that they're going to go Wentz or Goff at two. I don't agree with them going Wentz or Goff, but I think that's what they're going to do. Nope. So if you step in a young offense with a Wentz or Goff, you get uh, Tyler Boyd as the number one receiver, and you have that uh, two two good running backs in Duke Johnson and Isaiah Crowell. Quietly, you actually have a good offense, maybe, possibly, if the quarterback pans out. <laughs> Gary Barnage. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. Barnage goat. Every player goat. He's yeah. old. If it, we we need to put out would we would we tweet about this that you need to drink to every time we say goat in this episode. <laughs> All right. But, so uh, in Cleveland, Tyler yeah, Boyd Cleveland. in Cleveland. That's that's ballsy, Nathan. I, I can respect the uh, the hot take right there. Hey, but... no competition. Fantasy wise, that's you know. Yeah. So you're you're basically get targets. For the dominoes to fall right for Tyler Boyd there. I mean, but even if they do reinstate Josh Gordon, he'd still be the number two target on the team, I think, over Duke and Barnage. But yeah. still, you know, those three would be competing for the, sec- the second amount of targets. And I think that he, he, you know, he'll be a very good number two receiver in the NFL. I mean, I know on my first uh, Bull Rush pod, I had him at 103, and I, I, yep. I may have been a little too high on Tyler Bull. Maybe, <laughs> possibly. His, com- well, his, combine, well, his combine wasn't pretty, but... I'll be able to get him in the late first now, so I'm happy about that. It was terrible, what? Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Where do you have him now, Nathan? Um, I, I have him like right 104. after. 104. <laughs> I have him right after Carew, so like 108. Okay. okay. 
if there's anything we know about Cleveland, it's that they know how to build a good young team that'll score a lot of points. So um, that should really, really help. <laughs> <you know. laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, I mean, if he goes to Cleveland, he should see a lot of targets. That's that's for darn sure. Yeah, a lot of first downs. I mean, he's not the most explosive player, right, Nathan? He had 10 plays of 20-plus yards last year, um, and that's pretty bad. I think Braxton Miller had the least at five. So, he, like you said, he's a nice possession. He's a Jarvis Landry. Am I, am I, uh, am I getting nuts? I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen him comped as a Jarvis Landry, which Jarvis Landry is a good player. So if Cleveland can get a Jarvis Landry uh, in Tyler Boyd, then why not? I don't see that comp, but I'd be okay with it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> What's his comp? I, I think Boyd's comp I, is I think James less, Jones. Oh, I don't, I don't care about the player, player profile. Wait, wait, James Jones? <laughs> this guy's great. The player profile, <laughs> <laughs> the player profile be... comp for Janice is Alshon Jeffrey, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the profiler comp for Laquan Treadwell? Who is it? Uh, here's a little homework for everybody, for the four people listening to this. Go look up Laquan Treadwell player comp. But I give you a hint. Dwayne Bowe. That's quite the hint. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Bowe is his, is his player comp. So, All right, just to recap here. At 101, we have Ezekiel Elliott. I sent him to Dallas. 102, Scott had Laquan Treadwell. Sent him to Tampa Bay. Hell yeah. Awesome One, offense. 103, Franco sent Doxon to Baltimore. Goat drink. <laughs> 104, <laughs> Nathan, Corey Coleman to the Giants. 105, myself, Leonte Carew to New Orleans. Number 6, 106, Scott, Derrick Henry to Oakland. 107, Frank sent the bad Michael Thomas, supposedly, to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 108, Nathan Sterling Shepard to Dallas. 109, myself, I sent Kenneth Dixon to New England. 110, Scott traded with uh, Nathan here to take on CJ Procise, and he sent him to Indianapolis. So then uh, Frank, 111, took Will Fuller. To three teams. <laughs> <laughs> to either New England, Cincinnati, or Houston. Either one. Pick one. <laughs> um, Houston. All right, Houston. Yeah, I like that one too. 112, Nathan traded for Tyler Boyd and sent him to Cleveland. So that's it. That, uh, that is the April ADP on Dynasty League football right now. Nice. And we lost Scott. No, he's right there. Oh, sorry. Frank's mom called on my other phone. Oh! <laughs> Scotty, I've got the lasagna for you. <laughs> she has an accent, dick. Oh, I'm going to pass to Sasa. It's more like, Scott, I got the lasagna for you. <laughs> like that. You gotta like, fetch your mozzarella. Pass the pasta gravy, right? Oh, she'll kick, she'll kick you out of the house. She'll kick you out of the house. You think I'm joking? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, for the final segment of the show, we're going to go on to Does Scott Eat That? And, Scott, I want to I go ahead and let you explain this portion here. All right. Since uh, we like to create games that uh, we think will sweep the nation and do not sweep the nation, <laughs> uh, we're, we're trying our hands at this one here. We're going to try it a little differently uh, this time. We are going. I'm going to list four foods. Only one of I eat. I only eat one of the four foods I'm going to list. Um, last week was fun listing some foods that I've never even eaten in my life. This time I've probably tried some of these, um, but I only. I, I will not eat three of the four foods. So, put these on Twitter. We're going to see what Twitter says. Uh, you want? Should I start with the first one? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Of these four foods, three of them I will not eat. Bananas, watermelon, strawberries, and blueberries. Hmm. So, only, so only one of them you have eaten? Oh, yes. no. I, 
Or I have, Willie. I, I've, I've tried all of them. We, we changed the game a little this week. I've tried all of them. But okay. there are three of them that I will not eat anymore. I, so I we're will. picking the one you will eat. This is the yep. one I'm will. only willing to eat one of them. Okay, do you want to so my... hear what Twitter says? Well, well let's, let's... let's guess first. Yeah. Okay, let's guess, guess first. first. Go Twitter. Ahead, all right. Yeah, Nathan, you got it. All right. I'm going to go with the dark horse here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go blueberries. Hmm. Blueberries. Okay. Frank? All right. I voted for bananas. Bananas. Yes, I can see that. I'm going to go with uh, watermelon just because it's kind of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you like thinking of me with stuff all over my face? or what? Well, I'm just thinking, like, you didn't like the texture of lettuce. I'm thinking, like, watermelon, like, just juice and, yeah. Just... Yeah, it's like 95% water, so. I'm also it, the guy that partitions it's... my food when I eat. <laughs> okay, well, Twitter said bananas, 38%. And I think they just wanted to imagine me eating a banana and solve problems. Uh, I think. <laughs> but maybe we can cut that out. Um, nope. <laughs> Nathan is right. I, I don't know what it is, but he come, Nathan comes on and dominates. This. <laughs> no, I, I was terrible at PPR. I, I had like none. I got, sure. I got zero right. So, uh, I'm much better at this game. So we we have found his wheelhouse, guessing things that I eat. <laughs> By, by the way, Scott, blueberries are disgusting, so you're a bad oh. person for eating. Oh, hot takes. Hot takes from Nathan. Wrong See, takes, but hot takes. See, right, so I th- Twitter was wrong. I do not like strawberries at all. I can't eat strawberries at all. Like I, I What the hell is wrong with you? How watermelon, you- I just... I, I I don't see the point. What's the point of a watermelon? It, it barely tastes like anything to me. And then uh, bananas. I actually I'm okay with things that are banana flavored, but I I hate the texture of actual bananas. Like I I put it in my mouth and I tried like chew it. I'm like, Ugh, what this what is this crappy mush? That's just a sound to bite. Swallow That's a sound bite right there. <laughs> <laughs> We, we can create a bunch of episodes without me, just just using a bunch of clips. Right. <laughs> oh. All right, let's go on the next one. Uh, this is kind of like sandwich meat type one. I've only I will only eat one of these: sliced ham, tuna, pork, and bologna. You want Nathan? First? Was, yeah, we'll, we'll let the guests go. It's all right. All pork, right. It was pork, tuna, ham, ham, and turkey. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna no, go bologna. bologna. No, 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 no. no. Oh, uh, Ham, tuna, pork, and bologna. Yep. All right. You definitely don't eat tuna. You definitely don't eat bologna. So I'm, I'm going to go pork. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I totally agree with Nathan. I voted for pork as well. All right. So I'm going with I'm going with tuna. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's got to be pork because how do you not like pork? Okay. Tuna actually, point, point, tuna, tuna actually enters the uh, – the uh, area of I've never actually eaten it. I smell it, and yeah. it just disgusts me to the point that I can't even. I won't even put it in my mouth. There's no chance. Um, See um, another sound drop. <laughs> what, what did What did Twitter think? Twitter had ham and tuna tied at 31 percent. Pork was the dark horse at 18, and bologna at 20. I will eat bologna. I'm okay oh. with it. It like wow. maybe one. I haven't. I probably haven't eaten bologna in like two years. But I'm okay with it. I'll eat it. The other three, I'm not touching. In fact, any the only two things I like coming from a pig are bacon and sausage. And other than that, <laughs> and squeals. <laughs> that's that's down on the farm with Mar, with Mike Margosian. Oh my God, <laughs> hanging up on Mike too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I, I do not like pork or ham or any. No, I don't really love any of these options. But there, three of them I won't touch. Like a pulled pork sandwich. Like you won't have like a nice pulled pork. Like nope. Oh my god, Dude, Frank's over there like about to make out with his damn I'm life. starving. I'm starving. <laughs> oh. These questions. I'm... All right, so uh, we got we got one more here, Scott. So, oh, okay. I've only eaten one of these four, or I I will only eat one of these four. I've there's yeah this is gonna be interesting because two of these I've never even eaten. Uh, hummus, mayonnaise, crunchy peanut butter, creamy peanut butter. Hmm. Well, all right, let's talk this out, fellas. All right, we gotta get one of these right. Right. All right. He said well, two of these. Got the first one. 
I think I, I think one of these is pretty obviously not something I would go. Yeah, on. I, I know you. I know he won't eat mayo. I know that's. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking also. So scratch mayo. Oh yeah, that's that's what you guys thought. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, I voted for that, but all right, never mind. <laughs> was that your? That was your vote, mayo. Huh? By accident. All right, my all right, my official think. vote. My official vote. The pick is in. Crunchy peanut butter. Mmm. Hmm. Frank, uh, what do you got? Hummus. I'm going with hummus. All right. I want a lifeline here. I'm going to Twitter. What do they say? What do they say, Scott? Twitter says that the one I eat is creamy peanut butter. Oof. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it's crunchy peanut butter. So yeah, I'm going with crunchy peanut butter. Nathan and Ty are correct. Oh, yes. Nathan wins the game. <laughs> I, I I think. I think it's, I mean, creamy peanut butter kind of goes along with uh, bananas, that that mushy, soft, like, in my mouth. I don't want that. It's, yeah, I, no. It's terrible. I, guess I gotta get no. the texture, Doc, because hummus has that texture, that whatever. So you're a crunchy guy. <laughs> yes, I'm a crunchy peanut butter guy. I will not eat the other three. I will not even come close to the other three. Even if it tastes, like, the same, the exact same, but... It's the texture. All right. That is a wrap for episode 25. Do you eat so, wraps, Scott? Like a wrap? Like oh, a, come on. Most wraps I see have lettuce in them and usually like some kind of condiment. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> you, should, right, so, you should see the list my wife made of things I don't eat. <laughs> When I told her about this segment, she sat down at my computer and opened up a document and started writing. <laughs> oh, Ty, you were saying something? I'm sorry. All right, that's going to wrap it for episode 25. I wanted to thank Mike Margosian. You can follow him at MikeMarFF. And uh, I think probably he'll continue to give us uh, the tip here. So, uh and- <laughs> <laughs> no, he's giving the tip to the sheep. No, one minute tip. <laughs> Nathan, we wanted to thank you for coming on to you. You're always a good sport here. And, uh, and we'd yeah. also like to apologize to you for coming on. No, no. No, definitely not. Nathan deserves everything he gets. No, Nathan, you're the man, Meryl. Thank you. Yeah. My, my hashtag brand has gone up in the last hour, so we're good. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you can follow Nathan at NPowellFF on Twitter. You can follow Franco at DynastyFrank, Scott Fish at ScottFish24, and myself at Ty underscore N underscore STL. And be sure to follow the show Twitter handle at BullRushPodcast. And we will see you next week. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Nathan's dog says goodbye. We're out. <laughs> See you guys.